Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Hello, listeners. This is episode 37. Big Fat 37 of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. See, I haven't. I mean, after a year, I still haven't necessarily figured out. How I should be saying Ross Purdy destroys comedy. I mean, I, I've i been thinking the way to do it is you start off saying Ross Purdy and then go high on the destroys comedy. Because as we all know, each podcast title has their own sort of specific way of saying it. So you have something like cereal. And you say it like cereal. Would be like eyes bugged out, and then there's my favorite murder, which you're supposed to say like my favorite murder, which is a uh, you know you say it very wistfully and kind of nice and pleasant and almost forgetting that a murder murders are horrific and you shouldn't necessarily have a favorite of them. But I bring this all up because this is episode thirty-seven of Ross Purdy destroys comedy. And what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? Well, I'm looking at the dates and... Yep, that's right. It's been a year. A whole year, baby. This is the one year anniversary show of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. And if you've been listening from the start, I thank you. If you've been listening from the middle, I thank you. If you've been listening... Just from this very episode. I still thank you. I thank you. I thank everyone. I thank the all the previous guests who've said yes to coming on this show. Uh, all my listeners. All the podcasters who have given advice. Uh, just uh, all the people that have helped shape this show into what it has been and hopefully will continue to be. For many years to come, over this past year, this is going to be a grand celebratory episode. We're going to have special guests from previous episodes: Jonathan Schuster, Nikki Barry, the two little dickheads, Tara Lee Dowler. That's Tara Lee Dowler, not Jennifer Jason Lee Dowler. Tara Lee Dowler. And also, we'll be having some messages from. Uh, Messages from guests who couldn't pop in for a, for a guest appearance, but who wanted to say, uh, uh, give me my well wishes, anyhow. And here's the first one of those messages, just before we go to our first break. Here is James from Hammercat, who you might know has been on uh, a few episodes previously. I'm sure he has nothing but wonderful things to say.
Hello listeners, it's James here, formerly of Hammercat. If you've listened to the show before, you know Ross and I have a bit of a rocky history. We had another show together with our mutual friend David. Ross stole money from us and then he turned David against me as both of them insulted me on this very podcast. Well, while Ross is getting drunk celebrating Destroys Comedy's one year anniversary, I just wanted to let you know what kind of person Ross really is. I have an exclusive never-before-heard audio clip of a stand-up show Ross performed a few years ago, and I want you to listen how he deals with the heckler in the crowd. Hopefully this will reveal to you, dear listeners, what a monster Ross truly is. Here's the clip. And there it is. Now you know the truth, that Ross is a human piece of garbage and maybe you'll think twice before listening to this garbage show. Congratulations on one year of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy, Ross, you absolute piece of shit. Okay, I, um, I wasn't necessarily expecting that. Uh... Well, well, we've still got we've still got a couple of more messages, and we've got Jonathan Schuster and Nikki Barry coming up right after this break. All right, we're here now on the one-year anniversary spectacular fun with that woo was the woo of a, a myth, a legend. A Titan, Jonathan Schuster, welcome back to the show. It's uh, such a pleasure. Thanks, Ross, for having me back. One year, how do you feel? One year older, one year wiser? Well, I feel two years wiser. Because I, that's how I develop, that's, I develop. I develop quickly, Jonathan. I like Jack. Yeah, like a bit, a bit like Jack, a bit, a little bit like Jack. A bit slower than Jack. But maybe a bit slower than Jack, but not too much slower, okay? That's cool. So, Jonathan, I didn't bring this up last time you were on, but this has been something that's been bugging on my nerves for a very long time now. You're in this fancy boy thing, or you were in this fancy boy thing? Yeah. Yep. I was expecting bow ties and top hats and kangs and big Broadway musical numbers. What do I get? What do I get, Jonathan? Pee-pee and poo-poo humor. A lot of piss, a lot of poo, a few farts, a lot of dicks. 
showed my penis a couple of times. I regret it. It's before the Me Too movement. So I got away with that one. Okay, well, now that you brought it up, people are going to be scourging and trying to find... Someone's got footage of it. Yeah, I filmed it. It's filmed somewhere. I, I filmed it for the pilot as well. So if you are listening, can you not screenshot it and send it to me? It's that's oh, that's hack. That's happened so many times. So don't do that. Count the number of times that's happened. Eight. Ten. Eight times. Eighteen, maybe. It's mainly one person sending it going like little dick, little dick. But um, you know, other people do it as well. What do you consider about the comedic highlight of your career? Um, it was lots of fun, but I um What yeah, the, the person trolling you online with the little dick. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a blast. That's what I'm asking about. Uh, uh yeah, I guess so. It's pretty good. So this well, is your this is the one year spectacular, is it? Oh, oh yes, definitely. This is aren't you feeling it? Aren't you feeling spectacular so far? But I wanted to maybe just oh you're the, hang on, I'm sorry you're the you're the you're the the, the host. I'm 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 the a guest. I do I have to do whatever you say. Well, that's if you're like a little bitch. Yeah, I'm a little bitch. Okay, but that's the thing, Jonathan. You shouldn't be a little bitch. Why? Because you need to stand up for yourself. Okay, you can't just let me boss you around. You know what, Ross? I'm going to do that. Yes, do it. You better ask me the right questions or I'm going to fucking stand up for myself for once okay what's what is the right questions for you i thought i asked a great question with the, the dick picture no that's a good question uh um maybe um birthday related stuff like one year stuff I'm, i was looking forward to that get uh guest memories Oh, yes. Well, I was going to just bring up before, actually, that last time you were on the show, the first time you were on the show, I was suffering withdrawals from bass. I was super mm. into bass. You'll be happy to know now I am three days bass-free. Three days? Yes. Not consecutive days either, just three separate days where I haven't had bass. How, well, how did you... Uh... Did you choose not to have bass or you just like camping or something? It was, it was a bit like camping. Except it was just sort of camping outside uh, the movie theatre. Which movie theatre? Last Star Wars film. Yeah. You didn't answer my question. Which movie theatre? Oh. It was called Last Star Wars, Last Star Wars film. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. All they do is play the previous Star Wars films before the new Star Wars films. What do you think of the new Star Wars? Well, look, it could have used more Adam Driver, is what I'm saying. 
And that's the thing. Well, when I, he was playing some weird character I couldn't relate to. I was just hoping he was playing the character he played in Girls, to be honest. So for you to say more Adam Driver, you, by that you mean less Finn. You didn't want any of him in it. Yeah, more Adam Driver, but more Adam Driver as Adam from Girls. Oh, yeah. I don't know who Finn is. Is this Huck Finn? He's the brown one. And he was complaining that um, his story um, didn't tie in well. And um, I, I guess I agree. It, it wasn't a great film. Well, I was only paying attention when Adam Driver was on screen. So forgive me if I don't know the ins and outs of who like Finn, Huck Finn is. I mean, you're just ripping off Mark Twain at this point. I know that was a clever joke, Ross, but I uh, don't know why. I know he did a Huckleberry Finn. He did a Huckleberry Finn book, Mark Twain. Is that correct? I do believe so. Yes, and that's what the cartoon dog was based on. Interesting. And see, that joke encapsulates the very confusing nature of the comedy on this podcast, which we're celebrating one year of. I just piled three references on top of each other and called it a joke. I might have a come and have a celebratory drink for you. Sure. I got some. I got some Woodstocks. They've been sitting. They're not, they haven't been in the fridge, but they're on my bench. I do have a. I have a, have a drink. Do you have a drink? I don't have a drink, right on me right now. I did get, I have some drinks the other night because I was just getting so pumped up and ready for this one year yeah. anniversary special. I got the drunkenness out beforehand. Oh, so yeah, get, you got it. Because when I get drunk, I get handsy. Do you? I've heard that around comedy. I've heard you've been fucking going, doing a little bit of handsy action. Yeah, just hand stuff. You know, a lot of jazz hands. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And it's not good. People just get annoyed by it. I've I've uh I've never lost a game of rock paper scissors. It's something that people don't know about me. Okay, well now people do know that about you. And now, what do you want people to do with that information? They're gonna be like, oh, "That's not true." And what do, wrong, what, what do you have to say to that? That's what do you have to say about that? I'll say, "Prove me wrong." Okay. I'd say send me, let's do live chat. I'll get everyone to, it'll start with the dick pics, you know? People will start playing rock, paper, scissors, they'll lose. I'll feel like a king, king with a big dick. And now he's brought out the Woodstock. Crack, open. Crack it open. Uh, happy, happy, um, one year anniversary for Ross Purdy destroyed comedy. I wouldn't want to, uh, there's not a better bloke. I'd rather spend coronavirus one year locked down with. Cheers. What's an interesting sitcom. Do you agree? Didn't say it. Never seen it, I don't think. It used to be on Channel 9, maybe at 4pm, and I never really got into it. 
It's a lot of interesting stuff, especially between Sam and Diane. Where there was a bit where they go to uh, loggerheads and Sam, like, hit Diane a couple times. And it was played for laughs. So Sam is Ted Danton and Diane is, I guess, Shel- probably Shel- the only... Shel- Shel- oh, so she's quite famous. Was she famous? Of course. She was the biggest show of all time. Well, I bet she left after five seasons because she's like, see ya. And never heard of her again. How many seasons was there? Eleven. Are you a huge Cheers fan? I am a huge Cheers fan. And as the last couple episodes have revealed, I'm a huge Golden Girls fan. I've been getting into that during lockdown. Ask me anything about Golden Girls. What are their names? Oh, God. I know this. I know this. Okay. Um, old cunt. Um, old cunt that's still alive that everyone likes. Betty White. I know her. Uh, maybe. Um, slut cunt. Um, the, the other, the other cunt, the, the older cunt's daughter, that's old cunt, but not as old as older cunt. Really? There's a daughter in there? Well, you know, there's, there's, there's old cunt, and then there's older cunt. And then there's slut cunt, and then there's old cunt that everyone likes. It's still alive. But live in Miami, they get up to some mischief, they slut shame the slut cunt a whole heck of a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, there's one who doesn't look that old. This looks not bad, actually. Now, I've heard some people, um, I've said over these past 30 or so episodes that my interviewing skills aren't good. Like, I get facts wrong. I get people's names wrong. Well, I would like to take an opportunity now to just sit back and switch the tables, and I'll be interviewed, and I'll see if previous guest Jonathan Schuster can do a better job. What's your middle name? Uh, Matthew. That's cool. Bible, your family religious, are they? No, not particularly, no. They're hardcore atheists. Uh, are they? Yeah, the postcode is 666. Um, what's your favourite word that rhymes with your name? Uh, moss. Floss. Albatross is pretty good. Albert, Albatross. That's yeah. cool. Albert Ross. Albert Ross, yeah. Purdy's a funny last name. Yeah, it does. It sounds very similar. I don't know if you know this, Jonathan. But it sounds very similar to a sovereign twang of uh, the word pretty. It is. I've never gotten that before in my life. But I don't know if you You're real purdy. That's fucking funny. 
That's good. Why? Where's where? Where Purdy? What nationality is it? I believe it's Irish. Is it? I believe so. I believe so. So guess Jonathan Schuster. He's now vaping during the show. This is kind of like a modern day Dick Cavett type thing where like you're allowed to smoke cigarettes, but since we're at an age of vaping, we vape. I guess so. You really know old stuff. Golden Girls, Cheers, Dick Cavett. You were born in the wrong era, mate. Yeah, well, I know, lot, I know a lot of new stuff as well. Throw something at me. Oh, yeah, you know about Kanye and stuff? You're into the rap music? Man, I tell you. I tell you what. I take the Kanye West ethos. You're a fan of Ross Perry Destroys Comedy. You're a fan of yourself. That's cool. Um, Someone give me a podcast reward so I can can take it, put it in the toilet, and piss on it. That's what I'm waiting sure. for. What awards? Have you looked at the the award season of podcasts? Is there? There's the potties. The potties. The potties. Sounds award like something. Show. Sounds like something you take a dump in, don't it? Um. Yeah, it is. Like a like a porter potty. Well, speaking of taking a dump, we're now being joined by comedian extraordinaire, Nikki Barry. Here we go, Nikki. Thank God. I was running out of questions, Purdy. Good. But now we got a third. Finally. Bloody hell. One thirty, Nikki. I've been bloody. Nobody, <laughs> Mr. Purdy's people didn't contact my people. Yeah, that's well, right. My person's to anyway. say. Anyway, my person's from Top Dog Entertainment, and they've been dealing with the Kendrick Lamar fallout. So, thank you very much. All oh, right, I think I know who he is. Okay, yeah, great. We were just talking about me and Jonathan about how much I know about rap music, and now it's just a little bit of a slice. I'm up and I'm up with current rap music news. How are right. you, Nikki? Oh, so listen, are you going to actually put this out, Ross, to your listeners? This is just a good catch-up. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> are you well, Nikki? What have you been up to? You've and you've oh. given me. Are you, Ross? You said I could be the interviewer. So yeah, we swap roles, Nikki. While waiting. Oh, cool. Okay, awesome. Uh, this you, is good. Uh, uh, I've been working from home since March and it sucks balls. It really, yeah, yeah it's, it's awful. Um, now I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm working from home as well. It's, um, you know, what, am, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I do enjoy just being able to constantly eye roll and stuff during staff meetings. Like I've always yeah. got low bandwidth during staff meetings, so I can just turn my camera off and go to town. But apart from that, it's shit. Yeah, I don't like it. I grab onto my headset and I turn the camera off and I vape 
at work to get me through the day. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. But here I can just do it on camera. Mm. Purdy allows it. Yeah. Make away. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I'm I'm being very hardcore and drinking a cup of tea, like a fucking cool. giant cup of tea. Look at that. That's insane. I'm eating an apple right now. Oh, whoa. <laughs> what a bunch of party animals we are. So it's been a year, Nikki, a year it's... since you did Ross's podcast. What's changed for you? What's changed in your mind about Ross? How, how's, how's everything going? Obviously a huge thing with COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, my my um, my perceptions of Ross haven't really changed. Actually, I listened back to our podcast recording um, after you messaged me about doing this, Ross, just to reminisce about Ross actually started his podcast with me by telling, this was his opening words to me on the podcast were, last night I had a dream that I was jizzing Maltesers. That's what he gave me to start the podcast with. He's, he's weird, isn't he? He, he <laughs> throws, he loves a curveball, don't you, Ross? No comment. <laughs> I like to think this is a very serious show. This is Joe Rogan-esque. We talk about like our vulnerabilities and I was just talking about my own vulnerabilities to you, Nikki. I wasn't trying to be weird. I wasn't trying to throw you <laughs> like a curveball or anything like that. I was just trying to be me. And the fact that you think that, that I was just trying to be like avant-garde or trying to be like a purposely ineptful interviewer is just it really, I mean, it, it, it's fucking shit. I'm going to say it. No, no, not at all. I was, I was just reflecting on the part that, you know, that I would have never expected a podcast to start like that. It was just a bit, you know, it was, it was huge. Jonathan can understand, surely. Like, that's a lot to just be confronted with, you know. Yeah, he started, he started my podcast where he's like talking to himself for like a whole minute. <laughs> and then he's like, why aren't you answering me? I'm like, what are you talking about, Ross? I thought you were talking to yourself. Well, I should have funny. been prepared though, because I can, I can remember going to see a show Ross did a few years ago for comedy festival, where there were some people sitting in front of me. You know, when you go to an art gallery and there's a group of people, and there's one that's the pretentious wanker that likes to show off to his friends about how much he knows about art by just crapping on about every painting, and you're just there like dial it down. Well. I was sitting behind a group of people uh, waiting for Ross's show to start and there was one of those type of people in this group and so he was waffling on about, you know, every show he'd seen at Comedy Festival and, you know, critiquing it and this is what you should see and blah, 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 blah. And then Ross Purdy came in from the back screaming like an absent, like he was possessed by demons. I think even maybe frothing at the mouth a bit. And so I was just chuckling and the people in front were freaking out because they were sitting like right near the front and turned to their learned friend and said, oh my God, what's going on? And he said, oh, it's clearly some guy on ice that the security are just gonna chuck out. It was wonderful. And then the, you know, the guy on ice got onto the stage and started the show. It was fucking beautiful and very pettyess. That's great. I believe that's the same. I believe that's the same show where I controversially threw an orange at Andrew Roberts's head. Yes, yes, and well done for that too, Ross Birdie. <laughs> well, but I, I shouldn't be thanked for that. I think it gave him brain damage. 
I'm not Andrew sure. Did Roberts he have the haircut already, or did? They... Andrew Roberts. If Play you Andrew Roberts. Um, Ross uh, didn't, or did he mean it? Let's start a beef. I've started many right things on this podcast. Let's go through all of them. Yeah, because comedy is so boring at the moment. We need more beefs in comedy. So yeah, let's just start some. Who will we? Who will we? Like Ryle. I got to tell you, this entire podcast for me, it's like it's like I'm Kendrick Lamar, and this podcast is like my verse on control. I'm just starting beefs because I just want to see some competition. You know what I mean? I'm not familiar with the references there, Purdy. Um, well, see, there's a song, rap song called Control. Kendrick Lamar does a verse on it, and it's fire. And he's, like, listing all these rappers, like, I'm going to take you all down, man. I'm going to love you all, but I'm in this competition, man. I'm going to take you all down. So you're taking, about, you're taking down Andrew Roberts? Wow. That's... And yeah. then who else? Okay, uh, Joe Rogan. No, see, man, now you're not saying real comedians that you know. I do know him. I was going to call this podcast the Joe Rogan Experience, and I know his people at least. They sent me a, a cease and desist. Is that true? <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about Ross. You'd never know what's real and what's not. He's, he's like Inception, but in a, in a person. And I like to believe this podcast is a testament to that. What is real on this show? Did I throw an orange in Andrew Roberts' head? Yes, of course. I accidentally heard you during your live performance. Yeah, Ross. yeah. That... So you go, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. Sorry. We've got a little bit of speaking. Can you hear me? Yep. Freezing. Oh, there we go. Okay. There we are go. You live, We're back. Are you, living, are you living with your kids at the moment, Nikki? Yes, I actually had at the beginning of, uh, like in, in March when this all happened, um, my my three boys were home with me and then my daughter uh, returned from a couple of years in Scotland. Like she got the last plane out of Edinburgh, I think, in March. So yes, we've had um, five of us living in the house together for a while, which was um, interesting. Whew. There were issues. Um, my mum and sister but, are living uh, together. My, my daughter left. And that was yeah. a nightmare. How many bedrooms do you have there? Oh, we do have lots of bedrooms. So everybody has their own bedroom. So that's pretty lucky. Uh, you live in a, a five-bedroom house. Oh, we've got four bedrooms and we've got a studio out the backyard. And I don't have a mortgage either. I'm one of those cunts. But anyway, um, it's what happens you own, when you're this you old. Own, I know. You own outright a four-bedroom house with a studio. In what suburb? Uh, Coburg. So... That's not bad, but I, I have to give I have to give forty five percent of it to my ex husband soon, or I could have him murdered. I'm I'm weighing up my options. Yep. Okay, we can forty five percent. Well, because that's what the court said. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 
when uh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah or I could have him or I could have him knocked and then I don't have to give him anything like I'm weighing up my options at the moment and you know living well, in Coburg means I could have that happen too but you know I was thinking if or, I was going to kill kill someone I would maybe try and get a snake so I would have to catch a snake which I've never done before and then right, get him yeah. real drunk and then just like somehow get like the brown snake to like kill him and then just leave the brown snake in the room, walk out, because there's always those stories like, it's crazy, there was like just a brown snake in the car and it bit them and they died. So you could do that. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's a good one, I hadn't thought of that one. Yeah, or I, I was just, just gonna hire random, a Yeah, just random attack on the street at night time, bash in the head, couple of times with a lead pipe, steal, you need to steal the wallet to make it look like it's a robbery. And then, um, right, right, yep. Who's that sexy man in the background? Oh, sorry, just Ross. <laughs> That's one of my many, one of my many offspring. Um, that's the that's the oldest one. Um, that's, nice. well, that's, that's a great suggestion. Or I could just um send him along to a Ross Purdy show, and if Ross Purdy threw that orange and it hit, you know, just right in the right spot, like. That could do it. What, become an anti-lockdown protester? <laughs> well, you know, that's as good as being dead, isn't it? I don't know. Um, maybe. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe don't we know. can work something out, Ross Purdy. I don't, I don't throw oranges in my shows anymore. I'm sorry I hurt you that time. Well, you've but, done other... Um... I broke Ross's glasses, maybe. I felt really bad about that. That's maybe why I've said <laughs> yes to everything he's offered me. I just feel real bad. <laughs> he got like a, a, a pool noodle and he's like, let's have a fight. And because he's so, like, he's very, you don't know what he's going to do. I thought he's going to like unleash. So I just went like, and I hit him quite hard. So I just want to apologize about that, Ross. Well, those are shit glasses. You did me a favor. Actually, that's good. So I thank you. I've got these new glasses. I think I feel like they were a bit, we're well, a bit harder to break now. I would hope. Yeah, that's good. Wow, I I I didn't. I never knew about this. This is mm. poof. I'm learning things today. So yeah. much violence involved in comedy. Woof. Well, mainly my comedy. But, well, yeah, yeah. I'm a GG. I'm a GG Allen of comedy. G.G. Allen, do you know him, Nikki? Uh, no, I know the name, but I don't really know of his work. He's a yes. punk artist who like, used to just like throw shit at people and, you know. He, um, oh, he's right. See, for, he's well, musician, but he's not known for his music. He's more remembered for his on-stage antics where he would... For his, naked. yeah, for his ablutions. Well, that's fair enough. Well, you know, I'm so old that I did grow up um, around the punk scene in Melbourne and went to gigs where people, I, I never saw anyone through feces, but they used to like be on the crowd or like chuck bottles, like have bottles full of urine and just pour them over the audience. That was the thing. Was it your urine or someone else's urine? Oh, right. not my, not my urine. Um, no, I think it was generally the band members own urine. Now I knew, oh, I was okay. smart enough to know to stand out down the back. One, because you can yeah. get to the bar quicker, and two, because you don't get pissed on, usually. I don't like mosh pits. They scare me As still. much. 
Yeah. Which bands did you see in Melbourne in the heyday yeah. of punk? Sorry, Ross. Oh, look, oh it's well, show now. Sorry. Yeah, well, you, you gave us... Uh, uh, you know, I spit on your grave. You, you were oh. a band that Paul Stewart was in, who's now a Juno. And see, we know Paul Stewart. Anyway, uh, they, they, were, they were pretty hardcore. There were some hardcore ones. The thing with that era was that people would often just randomly turn up on the night with an array of instruments, call themselves a band, form a band outside the venue, and then just go in and play. You know, because there are there are a few punk bands that actually have musicianship, but most of them that wasn't the thing. It was who was prepared to be the most outrageous? You know, that was the thing. Yeah. And that's pretty much my comedy. I have no craftsmanship, but I am prepared to be the most outrageous. Uh, yes, that's that's true. I can remember remember the time you gave birth to comedy, Ross Birdie. That was quite a spectacle to behold. I gave birth to the concept of comedy. Um, I think there was an orange involved in that too. That was my orange phase. <laughs> and I then heard. there was your ice cream phase. Yeah, the ice cream phase. Yep, sure. You heard that what, sorry, Jonathan? Intense. I heard that uh, Ross's raw, raw heat, he pretended to die. And then he's a man of his conviction. He just kept lying on the stage and, you know, obviously <laughs> after it ends, you just get up and that's your act. But he just kept lying there. And then the, the guy who ran Raw was just like, <sighs> and like, like had to drag him off. Had to drag is, him off. That is, that is very funny. Is that true, Ross? I actually did die. Thank you very much. I wasn't faking it. I was brought back to life by the... The uh, the comedic ship, comedic craftsmanship of MCs Nick Cody and Celia Bacola. That was so That's funny, great. it kind of brought me back to life. That's great. With their great jokes of, you really need to get up right now, or we're going to force you up. Great joke. Uh, okay. Great joke. All right, so you weren't dragged off. Wow. I was threatened to be dragged off. Yeah. That's funny. That is funny. I will say that was my angry young man phase. And I'm now in my angry kind of nearing my 30s age. How old are you, Ross? (laughs) Well, I'm old old enough uh, to be in the 27 club because I'm 27. That's cool. When do you turn 28? Gosh. God, who knows? Who knows? In another year? Just what star sign are you? That's all I want to know. Really? I'm, I'm the twins. Aries? No? I'm, What's the oh, twins? a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. Gemini. I'm the twins, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Or Gemini oh. man, Will Smith. <laughs> I'm a really short man. Who had an affair with my maid? Danny DeVito's small. So, so, so you're yeah. a June June birthday. Yeah. January, February, March, April, May, June. 
for six oh, months well. halfway through the All year. All of these people are born in September, really. That's what happens. But anyway. are, you, are you are you a September? September what? I'm a September. I am a September. September the eighth. Oh yeah. So you're like a, not a and Libran. What are you? No, no, no. I'm a I'm a Virgo. Virgo. Um, uh, yeah, and I too turned twenty seven this year. Amazing. That's great. <laughs> For the, Congrats. Oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Brussels. Just. You should both kill yourself. Thanks. That's and make that really. Club. Right away. Oh yeah. People will have to pay for this, Ross, or is this a completely free um, video? How are you putting? Are you just going to put it on your wall? How are you going yeah, to release this? With this? I have never. Well, I've actually never released an episode of this podcast. Believe it or not. You think you go on Podbean or iTunes or something and you see that there's like 33 episodes so far released of this nonsense at time of recording. But no, I actually haven't released anything. I've listened to a couple though, so that's a lie. Okay, how though? Do you... Oh my. On Podbean, no, what... do you... Do you use this to record are you releasing video podcast now this is great that you i didn't know you could record it well i must have because i've done stuff like this before but do you record this and then the set you use the sound or will this be the video as well i i, I i'm happy with either i'm just curious uh well i'm very self-conscious about my looks my lumberjack looks so just sound so sound. this will be, so you will then turn this into a, a sound one. All right. I did my hair for nothing. It's annoying. Oh, I was about to say, I'm taking my clothes off now. Look at this. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Let's get weird. Okay, but this is not a weird show. This isn't about weird comedy. This is about serious discussion. This is a serious okay. discussion of comedy that occasionally uh, turns into me giving business advice to people who are doing much better than me. So you want some advice? Right. I mean, I guess it's your show now, right? Guess so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Give some advice. My advice is, uh, I've always said this: uh, be funny on stage, be nice off stage. That's it. If you're both of them, you'll be fine. And you can either be like super funny on stage and mean off stage, and then you can still make it, or you can be not that funny on stage, but nice off stage and you still kind of make it. But if you do both, you'll be fine. Okay, well, so far I'm kind of... So you just got to get funny and nicer. So... <laughs> I think so luck. far I've mixed that up. I think I've... I'm being nice on stage. And funny off stage. Yeah. Hearing people Which oranges. might work as well. Nice. Right, I'm throwing oranges at people. Yeah, you're giving away oranges at your shows. That's, yeah. That's nice. Generous of you. Yeah, but, you know. What advice you do you have for niche, don't you? What advice do you have for Ross, Nikki? <laughs> About comedy. 
about comedy life? Oh, uh, look, well, I think I, I well, I, on on uh, my my previous uh, appearance on Ross's podcast, I gave him the advice, uh, walk softly and carry a big stick, which I think uh, is advice that applies very much to the comedy scene, uh, but also to life. I think it's better to be, um, I like to be underestimated. Good weapon. Like, you know, people, you don't need to um, uh, talk yourself up or have lots of hype. You just need to show up and get the job done. So also for comedy or for life, that works. So I like Absolutely. to be underestimated. The other thing, I, I, um, I, I was having having a chat to my oldest boy. What was morning. that phrase you said? Like wearing a jacket and carrying a stick. What's I've never heard that before. Is no, that a real? Walk, walks, walk softly, walk softly and carry a big stick. Which um, now who was the was it? Oh, I'm trying to think who the American diplomat was that said that. But he said it just after he'd arrived back from Africa. This is like decades ago, and it's actually a traditional. Um, saying from somewhere in Africa. And and they're they're talking about it in terms of being, you know, not being eaten by a critter. Like walk softly so they can't hear you and carry a big stick so you can pull them right. But yeah. It's very sound advice. It is. Um I'll think about I'll think about who the person was that said that. It'll come That's to me right. eventually. We'll come, Stephen Cullen We'll come back on, on the on the on the yeah. second year anniversary podcast. Let us know. Yeah, well, and I might have I might have remembered Stephen Cummings wrote a great song about it too, uh, but yeah, I think that advice is still good. Also, find a shade of lipstick that suits you and just wear it. That's you know solid advice. Also, Ross Purdy, like I'm still trying to find once you found, yeah once you found your colour, just make it your signature. My there lips you go. are so thin. My lips are so thin. Oh well, you you can get. That attended to now. Imagine Ross with some, you know, Botox in his lips. That would be amazing. He'd be real. We should do that on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you oh, know we that, Nikki? do that on the podcast? Actually, Ross Purdy gets a makeover would be an amazing show. Like, that would be fabulous. Imagine if we just had him up on stage and had, you know professionals or even non-professionals like beauty, like beauty and, and the geek did you ever watch beauty and the geek it was one of my favorite shows oh yes i believe uh, gavin semple has auditioned for that unsurprisingly um oh great yeah well i think i think so that'd be a good watch but yeah we, we could just have people you know turn you into um what's his name kendrick like you could be like Ross Kendrick Lamar. I probably shouldn't be turned into Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, that I might. think that would be amazing. I don't think they'll fly today's climate. <laughs> no, no, not no. I don't mean. I don't mean in terms of like completely. I just mean in terms of the overall aesthetic. You know, like, like cool, I'm imagining. Cool. I'm imagining he has an amazing stylist who dresses Swagger. him really. You know. Yeah. Do you have uh, any um any like um 
like ner real nerdy things that you know a lot about because in Beauty and the Geek, they need you to like, if you work as an astrophysicist or something, they've got to constantly be like, she was like a star to my eyes or something. Do you have a, like a catch? I'll try and I'll, I don't know how, I don't know that many people, but I, if you want, like it's my favorite show and to see you on it would just really brighten up my day. They just, they get attractive women and put them in tanks with snakes, which is lots of fun. And then they get little sweet nerds to just say really lovely stuff and then put them in a house. Oh. And watch the spots. Figure out your, figure out your catch, Ross. And man, would you do it? You're not the first people to suggest I should go on Beauty and the Geek. Apparently they're bringing it back and Vosk messaged me. Immediately said, <laughs> you should just do this. Even if you just go on and do like an over-the-top character and just troll everyone. Don't troll. Just be genuine. They're the lovely moments. Oh, it's genuinely. I'm glad it's coming back. Should I, should I go oh. on and say, oh, I know a lot about science. Um, yep. Or um, what do you know a lot about? You know that, but you could be like a... So, yeah, after that point, it kind of stopped being about celebrating one year of his show and just about trying to get me on to the new Beauty and the Geek, which I didn't think was necessarily good podcast fodder because I want to keep that stuff secret so the producers of the show don't, like, learn all our secrets, you know? It's just, it's just something between us. It's just something between us. Well, after this next break, we'll be going to be chatting to the two little dickheads and Tara Lee Dowler. But first, we have another message from an old friend, uh, David. David from Hammercat has also given us a message. Let's give a little listen right now. Ross, it's been a long time coming. Got me reminiscing about our Hammercat days. You, uh, me, James, rocking up to the Sin Studios. High on caffeine, energy drink, uh, bloated from a, eating a shit ton of KFC, feeling lethargic, tired, and lazy. Young, wild, and free, ready for some crazy shit to go down on those mics. And uh, here's a snippet of something Ross did in our Hammercat days. Pretty funny, classic gold stuff. Listen and learn, people. Are you upside down with a fucking fork up your ass? <laughs> Those were the days. To Ross Purdy, destroys comedy. Happy one year anniversary, brush. Wow, okay. Uh, I do not remember producing that at all. Um, 
I'm beginning to suspect that was just the last audio that James played. I don't know what those two think this type of show is. This isn't some sort of make-it-up, fictional lore type show. I mean, this is serious. If we've proved nothing over this past year, it is that this is a very serious Joe Rogan slash Mark Maron-esque deep dive into the world of comedy. And we treat comedy seriously. Which is ironic because comedy itself is not very serious. But that's just the way comedians are. And I'll be speaking to some more comedians, to, to two little dickheads, and Tarly Della right after this break. Alright, listeners, we're back here. It's the one anniversary year show. Believe it's been a year. Yay. And who do Happy I have? Anniversary, Happy Ross. anniversary, Ross. Yeah, the first but... anniversary present. Paper? Uh, yeah. Like a paper? I got you a paper. Thank you. It's a Herald Sun. It's got, um, <laughs> it's got lots of stories about stuff. Okay, but couldn't I get the same thing from the age? No, very different, very different. Not as much comedy value. Hmm, I don't know. The age can be pretty funny. Can it? <laughs> <laughs> David, oh, yeah, Shani, welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> having us. Yeah, we love being here, Ross. Uh, previous guests of the show, last time, Mark Zuckerberg, he just intercepted and he stopped, he hijacked the recording. Oh, Remember that? We were on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He just knew Mark Zuckerberg came. That's right. Bloody Zuckerberg. Yeah, he didn't, he knew that Ross was onto something, that this was going to change the world. That's right. And, uh, that he, he wants to destroy comedy, but Ross is doing it yeah. better than him. Yeah. Single-handedly, thank you. Taking down comedy and Mars and Mars Rockerberg. Maskerberg. Maskerberg. God damn you, Maskerberg! When are we going to get those rats back in the lab? You think Maskerberg is running around saying "smoking"? Yeah, smoking. Somebody stop me! And he's playing Joe Biden now. <laughs> Somebody's up me. Uh, or is it Dandrews? Who knows? <laughs> Jim Carrey's <laughs> going to play Dan Andrews. <laughs> That's a Finally. great idea. Finally. Which of his beloved characters would Dan Andrews be? Maybe one for the latest incarnation that he came up with of genius for the uh, oh, Sonic Hedgehog Sonic movie. Sonic the Hedgehog, he was great in that. It was literally amazing. That's the last movie we've seen at the movie for it forever will be in our hearts and oh, souls. Yeah, it's our last pre-COVID movie experience. And it, it was amazing. And we were in we Sydney. It, we saw it in Chinatown because we were like, in Sydney. so racist avoiding Chinatown. Let's go to Chinatown and watch a said. movie. We're joined yeah. now by Tara Dowler. COVID. COVID had started and Tara, that's right. Yeah. Now I understand. Hey, Tara. Welcome to What's Racist and Isn't Racist. The oh. We're really stepping into the mud as soon as possible here. So uh, we're, I just retouched on the context of what David was talking about. So I realised we racist 
dicks. It was just that everyone else was not in Chinatown in Sydney when COVID started. We said, fuck it, we're going to go to Chinatown. Um, yes. Even yes. though everyone else, everyone else has left Chinatown, we're going to go there and watch Sonic the uh, Hedgehog movie. <laughs> and it was great. And now we're trying to decide which beloved Jim Carrey character will he use in his impression of Dan Andrews? Yeah, he's going to play Dan in the, in the movie. Somebody stop me! <laughs> this is only the first two minutes. Okay. I was thinking about, like, is the film The Number 23 a potential? Ooh. Like, I think that one's yes. quite brooding and, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, it was on my mind yesterday. I don't know why I was thinking about it because I was reading a book and the number 23 came up. I was like, significance! Does she does does she snow does she snow stamina? I can't talk anymore. Apparently. I love the number twenty three. Does he talk? Does he show stamina? I haven't seen that movie. Every he reads that everything adds up to twenty three oh. if you really work on it. So if you take Ross oh. Purdy, Shana <laughs> Mocha, Tara Lee Dowler, David Teak, if you take all our letters, there would be exactly twenty three, or it would be like a six and a seven, and if seven mm -hmm. minus six plus the age of all our um, pets. Yeah, yeah. We all and somehow you can make it come to twenty three all the time. I think if we don't let Ross talk soon, it'll be twenty three minutes into the podcast. Ross talks every time. It's not Ross has had his chance. <laughs> that was the whole point. I just stand back and just let other other people speak for a change. I want to know what you have to say, Ross P, because you are my hero. Okay, well, I was going to ask about Chinatown <laughs> and what, what that was like. Did you come across Noah Cross? Noah. Noah. That's Noah Cross. No. Noah Cross was, was not there at the time. You know, he was uh, with the mother, mother, what was it? Mother, the sister, daughter, sister, sister and your daughter. She was both. But I know who Noah Cross is. I know Chris Angel, the beloved uh, oh, emo magician. But uh, mother, Noah Cross must be um, Chris Angels, where did I get that from? I don't know who Noah Cross was. Tara, Chris do you know, do you know, do you know Noah Cross? Uh, hmm? uh, Noah no, Cross. I, I'm not familiar with their work, no. <laughs> Noah, Noah Cross is related to Chris Cross, the, the hip hop duo. Chris Cross are friends with Chris Angel, the beloved emo magician, played uh, by... Right. Jim Carrey in that movie. <laughs> I didn't even intend for it to come back to Jim Carrey, but as we've established, everything adds up to Jim Carrey or the number 23. Yes, yes. Which adds up to Jim Carrey. Roll over, Kevin Bacon. It's at the end of our train lines. It's 23 degrees of Jim Carrey. 23 degrees of Jim Carrey. 23 degrees of Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Finally, a game that we can all enjoy during COVID times. Okay, let's put a quarter in the jar. There's no talk of COVID in this in this show. This is a this okay. is a fun show. I haven't touched, I haven't touched real cash since March. I I don't even know. I I'm not sure what counts as Australian legal tender anymore. Write down an IOU. Put that. it into a jar. If you talk about COVID. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Tara touching herself. Sorry, yes. did I get it wrong? Tara has not touched herself since March, <laughs> we've established. 
That is equivocally a lie, and I <laughs> challenge her to. I, <laughs> I live with you. You have to know that that's not true. <laughs> I wash. I, I wash my hands of this conversation. I wash my hands of this conversation. Oh, so I thought you were saying I'm uh, watching hands during this conversation. I'm watching your hands. I'm watching her hands. hands. He's watching your hands and he's washing his hands. I'm washing my hands so of this. Try, try and turn something dirty into that. I dare you. Try to turn, turn something, something dirty, dirty into, into that. that, into your hands. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ross's hands are like a big dildo. Too much. He said he challenged me. <laughs> Far out. Far out, Russell Sprout. David Teague doesn't turn down a challenge. David Teague is, uh, is never one to turn down a challenge. I would Sorry, David Teague. You don't turn down a challenge? Rarely. I nominate you for the ice bucket challenge. But when I say no. ice, oh. I mean methamphetamines. Oh, no. I will pour a bucket of methamphetamines over my head as long as you provide the meth and the bucket. It's very okay, well, that's, okay, that's asking way too much. Very <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll provide the bucket. Fine, okay. How are we going to find meth? Don't you still have Ben Volchok's bucket from Adelaide Fringe? Oh, I don't, know. I don't know. We may have actually put, drawn a line at what we're bringing back for Ben actually said no to the bucket. I think I, I think I may have had a mini post-fringe tanty and said, we can't do the bucket. The bucket's just not going to fit. <laughs> the bucket stays. Mm -hmm. Maybe I gave it to Yanni Agaslow to bring back and, um, okay. and it's potential I accidentally left it there when I did my pickup. So sorry about that, Ben. If only you'd the seen... You'd seen ahead that in this moment, what we yeah, needed head. to draw attention to important medical, uh, you know, clinical uh, illness and, uh, uh, you know, and bringing goodwill to the people would be that bucket right in this moment. Uh, yeah. You know, ignoring the, the Ross, amphetamine. Have you, the hmm? Ross, have you seen a head in a bucket before? I've seen a horse's head in my bed. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> What? Is that, the your, is that the name for your little guy? Your little guy? Your little guy. Is that the name for your little guy? <laughs> Horse's head. Horse's head. Horse's head. Is that what you call him? I invited <laughs> you for a show because I thought this would be a good, clean, PG rated show. And instead, what are we got? What are we getting you? Know. Do you know Tara Lee Dallas? <laughs> I mean, okay, you brought up Ben Volchok. He was on the show before and he was talking about. Uh, on his appearance about how he worked in the dirty movie business. Okay, and, that, and clearly he's not affiliated. Yeah, That's how you all know him. Wait, excuse me. Excuse me. He's a good we boy. Know we know Ben very well. We did not know this about Ben. I carried his bucket. He's been in my car. <laughs> I've made him a sandwich. <laughs> I've had a known pornographer in my car. I've got his tape deck in my garage. I've something in that's the slot of his tape deck that's oh. in our garage and there's nothing dirty at all about that is just good good fact genuine clean living tapeworm i mean tape no tapeworms <laughs> no tapeworms no 
<laughs> it draws the line. Hey Rob, do you know we're friends with Tara Lee Dowler or is this a coincidence or did you do this put us together? What's the plan, your evil plan here? Uh, I, my evil plan is, is that I don't have a plan. Yeah, cool. I love it. I love it. Ooh, That's why plan. I just let you free just railroad this whole entire show. Well, Try and turn something dirty in the back. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never get away with it, Purdy. <laughs> so when I was on Russia's show, Earlier in the year, like I, I pretty much only just talked about my love of you guys and uh, kept like riding on your coattails. So that's probably why he remembered that that we're tight because I uh, owe my my, so success, my success to you and all of that. So yes, <laughs> so for Tara Lee Dowler, Ross, you really picked a great person to stick on the show with us because I'm. I'm very excited <laughs> just sitting here looking at her face in a box. <laughs> wow. We've got some cool songs. Tara and I have been riffing some really cool sexy cabaret songs that we have. Yeah. Um, the Monster Mash. No. No. Um, I know you. Or do you want to go? Or do you want to go? Or do you want to fuck me? Okay, no, you. Or do you. Parody of the Monster Mash about scissoring and call it the Genital Mash. We was working in the lab late one night. We were smashing hey. together chemicals. We're not smashing the ceiling. We're getting kind of frisky. And then next thing you know, we went we down to our froze. And next that. thing you know, we did the genital scissor. The <laughs> we genital did the genital scissor. We did the mash. <laughs> Smash that mash. <laughs> we Smash did the mash. That. Smash the badge. Smash the bye farewell. Amen. It is it is Halloween season. We're on topic. Tis the season. <laughs> I'm holding up a newspaper right now, and it is November 2nd, so it's past Halloween. Please do not smash I the illusion that, that this is show is not pre-recorded. Don't tell me when Halloween season is, Ross. We I do a, a seven-month Halloween. <laughs> really? What's that like? Oh, I have lots of skeletons and uh, and I get on my broom and uh, zoom around town. It's a bloody nightmare. And then I eat stuff out of skulls. Okay. All right, I know that's a euphemism. <laughs> Don't be going off eating things out of skulls. Don't bring that up on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known, two little dick heads. Your mind's in the gutter. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, we've been found out. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually really good church going yes. bird lovers. It's just an act. It's... We go to bird church, we worship the Lord of Rest. <laughs> um, we lay an egg every summer for our God and Saviour. <laughs> and we crack it into each other's mouth and go bah. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> Tara, what were you saying? You were talking about your favourite Sugar Ray song. Mm, uh, the one um, about um, 
uh, <laughs> tricycle uh, cake decorating. Wow, I've never heard tricycle. that one. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's like, mm, I wanna bake you a cake. Mm -mm. I'm gonna ride it to your house. Mm -mm. I'm gonna beat it to your face. It'll be just the right place, and then I'll gonna give you some loving. Oh, that's an awesome song. Oh. Let's talk about cake songs. You've got a cake song, Dave. Do I? Yeah. Cake. No, no, your cake. Someone left the cake. Oh, out. that's not my song. That's MacArthur mm. Park, the beloved MacArthur Park. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Can we that's... sing that on a podcast? Someone love the cake out in the rain hmm. And I don't think that I can take it Cause it took so long to bake it And I'll never have that recipe You better be careful, otherwise Zuckerberg's gonna come and he's gonna cut off this recording. I really hope Ross knows how to um, edit the dynamics of his audio. I don't edit this show. I very famously don't edit this show. <laughs> I forgot to take a deep breath for that long though too. Yeah, sometimes it goes on for like 10 minutes, seriously. That would have been good, that's content. That's content. The first time I did that live, I... Yeah, I missed the that. note and it was really bad. Kids in the front row were going, putting their fingers <laughs> in their ears and someone vomited in their handbag. Uh, your content made them do that. Now think about that. What we all yeah. do is content. It's not art. It's not it's entertainment. It's content. Oh shit, Ross, you just broke my heart. Oh my God, I can't even fucking... We're content machines. Well, we're oh all content. Oh my God, no, no. It's all about content, Johnny. It's all, uh, Tara, do you agree or disagree? Uh, that it's all about the content. It's all content. We just make content. No treble. Even yeah. the stagecraft stage is content. No, it's not. No, it's content craft. Content craft. Oh, he's saying that all of it is content. Not that we don't do art. None of it is art. It's all content. All our, all our, yeah, all it's content attack, the, not art attack. This, it'll say, our terms will say, this grave contains someone who made content. No, fuck that. <laughs> the content maker container. I am a conduit, Ross. That's all you, that's Listen, all you A conduit you, of content. Content. I am not a conduit of content. Conduit of content. Of what the, the gods of, whatever the gods of stupidity want to stick in me to give to you. I am the, the vessel. I am the, like, the, the, the embryo. I am the stick You're that the they poke you with. And mm -hmm. how does an embryo create a baby? With sperm. <laughs> and when you think about it, aren't we all just content? We're just content. Are you feeling content? Are you content, Ross? Ironically, not content? at all, but I am content. 
I think uh, Shani, uh, Shani makes work outside of the space. So I think content implies to me that it exists within a particular framing, Ross. But if, uh, if in fact, in Shani's case, she makes it inside, outside, on top and above, below and all around the box. So I think you'll find that uh, Shani is more than content. Sure, yes, yes. She's if you can't be contained, can you really be a content maker? It can't contain me, man. <laughs> Is that your next punk song? Like, can't contain me. Can't do it of content. Are you, I'm sorry, that's, that sounds more like, like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that more chili peppers? How dare you intimate that that is punk to me? You. <laughs> <laughs> well pointed out, Tara Dower. Well, okay. Tara. Okay, let me try. Yeah, I can try again, I can try again. I could try again. Put that on your poster. Yeah. I am, yeah. Yeah, try again, Ross. Try, try again. Okay. What was I doing? Content. Oh, you're all about content. 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 I'm going to run for governor. Have you ever heard of the musician Beef Eater? Beef Eater? Okay, I don't know what that means, but please don't bring that dirtiness onto my show. <laughs> we did the beeps. We did the beeps. It's like you guys have come on a train and you're running a train right through this show. Try and turn that into something dirty. You're running a train. We're turning the show in specs with bits. Uh, trains going into train holes is a, a long metaphor, like long-term metaphor yes. for sexual activity. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can park your train in my. <clears throat> in the forties, they couldn't show sex on movies, so they would just have trains going in tunnels all the tunnels, time. Tunnels. That's it. My tunnel. Couldn't think of the word. Hence, why <laughs> everyone that you meet in their seventies, when they see a train, they go, "Ooh." <laughs> And Thomas Tank Engine was the dirtiest show out there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Tara Lee Dowler, is this true? Thomas the Tank Engine's face is just the head of a penis. Wow. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And back no up, surprise, they up. picked a beetle to make a noise. They what? They picked a beetle to make the voice of that penis, too. Oh. <laughs> No, he was the the control the fat controller. He wasn't the, he wasn't Thomas. But isn't the fat controller? Doesn't that just mean the controller of the fat, like the controller oh, of the stiffy? He controls the fat, the fat. controller. <laughs> well, it's P H A T controller. So that's, a, that's a pretty hot and tempting controller. <laughs> okay, now you're dragging me into it. Thomas <laughs> needed to blow off some steam. That's all he needed to blow. That's all he needed to blow. I know what you're thinking. All of his very useful friends together, and they all blew off steam as one. That's the only thing they blew <laughs> off, okay? 
to engage in coitus as they all exist on different tracks. Okay, I don't know what coitus <laughs> is, but it sounds dirty and I won't have that on my show. <laughs> sounds like a Jim Carrey character. Captain Coitus. <laughs> yeah, from his In, Love, in Living Colour days, right? Yeah. Yeah, those were good days. Is Dan Andrews in that? Dan Andrews. <laughs> I'd like to see Jim Carrey play Dan Andrews as a really horny man. <laughs> oh, I'm here to brief you. Oh, it's another briefing. <laughs> oh, hundred days solid. Oh. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Brief. In the box. In the box. In the box. Brief. Put it in the box. Briefing and briefs. I'm getting, I'm getting off on my briefs. <laughs> Filling my briefs. How long can I go? How long can I last for today? I'm briefing. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, you know, technology to help you with that. That's true. I don't have technology to dress us and undress us yet. That was in all of those old sci-fi movies. Yeah, one complains about the no flying cars, but why do I have to peel my own undies off? I do it sometimes. Sometimes. I would like little claws to... <laughs> a robot with 40 little claw arms. <laughs> Gross. Peeling it off. What's Ross doing? I feel like he's got an invention he's sitting on. He doesn't want to tell us about it. He's Or he's constipated. I don't know. When I become a Puritan, I just start my Marge Simpson murmur. Oh, the Marge. <laughs> yeah, great. Has anyone made a meme or a GIF mashup? It's not meme, it's Mimi. Mimi and a GIF of um, the mashup of Marge going... And um, SpongeBob stepping on the rake and go. Uh, <laughs> SpongeBob, <laughs> do you mean to No, no, not SpongeBob. Uh, Stay Chan Bob. <laughs> Who's the, 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 the clown? Yes. Sacramento. Great. I got a name. I have a thought. I have a thought. Ross has a thought. I have a thought. How about instead of Marge yes. Simpson, you put Arch Barker and Arch Simpson together and it's Arge Simpson. Love it. Yep. Yep. And Arge in his career is not doing that great. He could probably use some decent content from us. <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he's, you know, compared to us, I mean, he's just a small fry. Small fry. He Last time I saw Arge, like, <laughs> there were empty seats in his crowd. Sure, there yeah, were 2,000 sold out. Yeah. But like three empties yeah. whereas we were sold out around the corner in our 50 seater yeah suck on that arch <laughs> tara arch simpson um i've noticed recently that she's losing her voice so i like started re-watching like the every every season again about eight months ago uh give or take depending on where you place that in the year and uh yeah, I uh, noticed that the recent seasons, um, the actress that plays Marge is like barely audible now. Like she used to, you know, she used to talk yeah. like this and then now she's barely getting syllables out. That's, That's sad. Tragic. You're basically telling me Marge is dying. 
Yeah, it's really sad. Now I've shared it with you. Oh my god, that's genuinely upsetting. They're all losing their voices. Maybe she's just got some laryngitis this year. Hopefully, it's hopefully she'll bounce back. Marge does always bounce back. This is the sad moment of this podcast, Ross. I've got to say, this is the proper sad moment. This is um in the arc of uh, storytelling. This is the right time for the for the um, before the race towards a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If this was a movie, that this is the death. This is the moment of death that we're all contemplating all whether or not we can. Yeah, everything seems lost. Well, like, this is if a... Marge is losing. To be fair, I think that like the the decline in the quality of Marge's voice is like kind of correlates to the decline in decline the de- yeah the decline uh, in the quality of itself over the years. So oh. maybe that's her way of um uh, you know stating that like her way of having anarchy. And I think it's, it's uh, still getting the paper. You get me a good script and I'll give you a good voice. Yeah. Good and for it. They all sound weird you... now. Let's take, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. 30 years, they sound weird. They all sound just, uh, just they're doing it for the paycheck. I still think the best days of The Simpsons are in front of us. I don't know if they're making any more. <laughs> No, they're still making them. Do you mean in your mind they're ma- they're always making them? There's just has the dreams. he has dreams. No, they refuse they to stop to making it. They're still making it. I demand to write at least one episode of The Simpsons, so uh, they're making them until I get Ricky Gervais speak. So they call me up and say, "Come write one." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're almost there. In my episode. Bart's going to say, cowabunga, man. <laughs> okay. That's good. Yeah. In my episode, I'm going to have, like, the first five minutes are just unrelated bullshit that, relate, that leads to other unrelated bullshit that leads to other unrelated bullshit. And then when the actual plot, air quotes, kicks in, uh, there'll be a rush to tie it all up. When you could have just deleted that first five minutes of unrelated bullshit, giving yourself a bit more time, but no, we don't care about story writing anymore. No. That sounds very interesting. It sounds meta. family guy to me. Sounds meta. No, it's The Simpsons uh, too. It's The Simpsons too. In my in my episode, Krusty the Clown would start a clown school, and Homer would be with us. Ooh. Now that sounds like a very funny episode. It sounds classic, Shani. That sounds like classic, that sounds like classic Simpsons, yeah. Classic Simpsons, yeah. And then he gets, and Marge comes to pick him up one day, and she comes in and she's in one of her happy moods, and then she accidentally is really funny, and then the whole class turn to her and start laughing at Marge and think she's the next Ooh. funny clown. Homer gets sad and jealous, and his heart's broken. I'm just coming up with this right now off the top of my head. It's actually pretty good. Ooh. It's not bad. Mine would just be like... Clown. An affirmation of all of my like early, you know, childhood developmental admiration for Lisa, and it'd just be me and Lisa on a some sort of like pan European Kentucky, you know, Kentucky tour or something. Oh my god, that's a great idea! Ooh. I like that a lot. And then, what's the beeline story? Is it back to the family? Um, I think someone's tr- probably tried to. F- Follow us, maybe. So someone's either followed us or someone's stowed away. So like Maggie stowed oh, away Bart or Bart stowed away. Bart Maggie, stowed away. Maggie. 
Yeah. Yes. And then we get stuck with, you know, oh, with gosh. a child. But then we use it to our advantage and we start begging on the streets of Rome with, with the baby. Oh, and you and see, we make these a... episodes write themselves. How are they doing them badly? Yeah. <laughs> because people are writing. How are they doing it badly? It's a BL stock and because seventy-year-old white men who don't really understand what's like comedic anymore are writing it. Oh, they're still cashing in jokes about the Rolling Stones being old when they are now there is the old, the old, the old Stones. Yeah, but the Rolling Stones are cashing in on their old songs. They're not making new songs, or if they are, no one knows about them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This is the the Simpson chair tour. Oh no, we've hit another we've hit another a low point. You're only supposed to allow one sad. Oh well, I think it was the resolution of that. Just it was. We brought it back around. Actually, brought it back around. We all found like a you know beautiful way to you know insert ourselves into the Simpson verse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Marge has a blossoming career. My suggestion was just a veiled complaint about their current writing. <laughs> yeah, well, we rewrote the show for you, Ross. But what do you fucking want from us, man? Jeez, jeez, jeez. Um, Ross, uh, you look lovely today. Thank you. Is that you I'm on a t-shirt? This is uh, my yeah, podcast t-shirt. I'm getting high off my own supply. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, you can buy it online. Just message me on Facebook. Great leading. How can I purchase one of those? purchase one of your t-shirts well i can go on my facebook page and just private message me and we can oh, sort okay. it out a deal it's not, it sounds shadier when i say it out loud but trust me this is legit i send people t-shirts <laughs> that kubrick inspired now i'm not so sure you said trust me this is legit now i'm really worried <laughs> slide into ross's dms and he'll send you <laughs> something in the mail <laughs> <laughs> you did say Ruby. bring up the this hey, is Kubrick. Hmm? What? Yeah, it's, it's Kubrick and you buy it. Oh, yes. Kubrick, yeah. I'm just saying this From podcast is a lot like I the way I host a podcast is like the way Stanley Kubrick would direct a pod direct a movie. So just ruin people Ooh. mentally until yeah. I get something good out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some more cocaine, Tarly Dalla? Hey, dang methamphetamines. Hmm? Chuck that a bucket, bucket load. A bucket load. <laughs> if he was providing me methamphetamines, I probably would have let let him do anything to me. But that's that's just my personal preferences, and I don't speak for anyone else on this call. <laughs> this isn't a call, this is a show. Please do not ruin the illusion that this is a show. We're all in the same room right now. Where's my rider, Ross? Where's my fucking rider? Yeah. Oh, you're breaking up, you're breaking up, can't hear you. Unpack up and go vanilla ice. <laughs> hey, hey, question. I left yogurt out on the bench all night. Do you think it'll be okay? Mm. Okay, for what exactly? What what application? E eating, eating on your on cereal and stuff. How many stomachs have you got? 
What, just the one that I know of? I got okay. seven. <laughs> I read in the news today there was a woman in the I'd UK say give it to her. I'd a... say... They're not all in my body, though. That's the thing. <laughs> Couple in the bed. One in the give fridge. Give it to Ross and then he'll send you back the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, there was a story in the paper today. A woman in the UK had two wombs undiagnosed and the second womb exploded. Holy fuck. Wow. Is that from your Herald Sunday, David? Have... Can we trust it? Can we trust no. it? She didn't have womb. She didn't have womb for it. Yes. Um... <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're back. Do you mean spontaneously combust or do you mean went viral on TikTok? Uh, geez, with the Herald Sun, could be either, they might not specify. <laughs> I just had a big giant thing removed out of my womb. It wasn't a baby, but it looked like it could have been. It was that big. It, was it probably was. Here it is, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You sure it wasn't yeah. a teratoma? What's a keratoma? Keratoma. It's like a tumor. It's like a baby-like tumor. So it's a tumor that has hair, uh, teeth. Oh. <laughs> no, I had one of them five years ago. <laughs> All right. I feel, like, uh, I feel like you might have had one of those in one shows at some point, Ross. <laughs> I believe it comes up a lot in my comedy. It's an easy way to shock people. <laughs> And I'm very lazy, <laughs> and I do not want to think. Yeah, whenever, the, whenever there's a lull, whenever there's a lull in one of your shows, you just show everyone your butt. That was only show one show. Butt. To be fair, the next show when there was a lull, Damien showed his butt. So we're very equal. <laughs> oh God, you Smoking and Damo flashed butt each other. I, I don't. Not at each other. At the audience. Oh, okay. You don't mash butts to the butt mash? Well, uh, mash? well, to be fair, one of our last shows, <laughs> it was pretty much the ending to Requiem for a Dream. Me and Damien, we went ass to ass on each other. You, were, uh, you weren't asked or you were asked? We were, we were asked to ask. I think anyone who sees Ross's shows in the future should demand um, a genital mash. <laughs> We're now up to the plug section of the show. We're running out of time. Is that what you want to plug? Do you have a, a, do you have a theme song for plugs, Ross? What do you think this is? What kind of freaking production like some do you... Sort of, some sort of close, closing situation? I thought it was an anarchic rendition of content. Close bag. I ripped that show off. This isn't that show. <laughs> <laughs> Tara's got a dildo stuck to her shoulder. I think it's a doorstop. It's a dildo. It's a shower dildo. <laughs> I got my. I've got a giant banana. Yes. All right. Hey, Rob, do you show people the visual of this? I I didn't bother to ask, and I've just been doing all kinds of stuff with my face that people may not want to see. <laughs> Well, when I release, <laughs> when, I, when I release the photo, I'll make sure it'll be of that what you're doing right now with a banana, <laughs> <laughs> so people know what was happening. 
Well, like Once. I'm deep throating comedy. That's what I'm doing. Deep throating comedy. comedy, and that's been one year of Ross Petty destroys comedy. And if nothing else sums it up, <laughs> I like to think that it's a lot of me deep throating. You like deep throating the comedy community of sure. Melbourne and the world, and as members of that community, we're happy to be part of it. We salute with an erect salute. Yep. And uh, John McHale, John McHale, that offer from a few episodes ago, I'll still suck your dick. You are, <laughs> you are gorgeous, man. You're a big tall Joel boy. McHale? Make you safe. Make me feel safe, Daddy. The one from, the one from um, Community? Tall one, yes. <laughs> if this was a bit smoother, I'd get another inch in, but it's a bit scratchy on my throat, just so you know, the end of that banana. I can do at least no one's, no one's mm. questioning your fine skills, Shani. No, no one in this call is Thank you. No, and since this that. is a comedy podcast, we could do some sort of wordplay with gag reflex. Call it, call mm. it gag, re gag reflex is, a, is the name of a comedy promoter in the UK. That's what mm. they're actually called. We won't plug them, though, because they're fucks. Anyway, so... Jesus uh, Christ, <laughs> getting um, political. <laughs> Less than a minute on the clock. That's where you're going to end. Gagging, sagging. Gagging. Gagging and sagging. I'm reflexing. Call your... lagging. <laughs> the show, not the call. This ain't no call. It's a darn tootin' show. Thanks for all for coming on. Mash. The genital mash. We did the mash. Have a good stiff salute, everybody. This is X-rated. We'll never release this. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's it for all this week's show, and that's it for one year. Let me tell you, when I first started this show, I, I kind of thought to myself, well, I'm just going to give up after five episodes, aren't I? I mean, that's usually the way you go, right? You, you have an idea, and then you... You do it for so long before it becomes an inconvenience, or you get bored, or or it isn't working out as quickly as you hoped. But I am proud of the shows we've been doing, and I say we, I mean me and my guests, because this show is it's, it's, it's a collaborative effort. And it will continue to be a collaboration in the future. And I hope you continue uh, along with us on this journey as we continue to destroy comedy, uh, try to one-up Joe Rogan, all those fun little bits that has now built up over the year. But before we leave, we have one final message and it's from my old comedian friend, Damien. Damien Vosk from Late Night Party Boys. Here we go. Now this, this is going to be a nice message. I mean, we're, we're, like, we're like brothers, you know? The two of us, the brothers in comedy, you know? We've, we've dealt with a lot of stuff together. We did Safari Psychosis. That was its own ordeal. We did Late Night Party Boys. Uh... We're still doing Late Night Party Boys. 
We're going to continue doing Late Night Party Boys in the future. Just, yeah. Late Night Party Boys. I wonder what Damien Vosk of Late Night Party Boys has to say on this, the one-year anniversary of Ross Birdie Destroys Comedy. Let's have a listen. Uh, happy podcast anniversary, Ross. When I first heard that you were going to start a podcast, I thought, well, isn't it enough that you've upset people in real life? What's this podcast even going to be about? You, you just bombarding people with questions and them not knowing how to answer them because they're so obscure and left field. And uh, a year on, that's pretty much seems that that's what it's become. Uh, don't be wrong, I, I love I love Ross Purdy. He's uh, got a unique comedic mind. I look back and I think about the first time that I ever actually saw Ross perform and it made me want to work with him. Anyway, we've got a clip of that. Have you upside down with a fucking fork up your ass? <laughs> I just, I just don't think any of these people have taken this seriously at all. I mean, I don't know if it's, uh, it's been uh, noticed that this show is very serious. It's not some sort of meta, self-indulgent uh, parody of comedy, like comedy that parodies comedy itself. This is straightforward, down the line, comedians. Uh, talking about comedy, just uh, musicians, creative types, we're all just talking about the creative process, okay? This isn't some opportunity to do some sort of ironic gag, okay? Where I'm, I don't know what that bit, but it sounds like, it sounds like Kramer, okay? It sounds like Kramer to me, and if there's one thing that I am staunchly, I'm staunchly just uh, trying to make people aware for the longest time, is that I am not Kramer. When I walk through the door, I walk through the door normally. And hopefully I'll continue walking through the door normally uh, over the next year. And for many years to come. And I hope you all come along with me. And I hope we can all just calm down. Realise that this is a serious show. Stop playing clips of Kramer. This has been a Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy one year anniversary show. Thank you for listening. Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy!